Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. Welcome to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 78. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the return of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Everybody's excited. About motherfucking time. I knew y'all was going to be happy when y'all heard that. I'm sure. Jesus oh, my Christ. God. Like, how many bad episodes of Raw and SmackDown we have to deal with? Like, oh, my God. We'll also be discussing the New Japan Cup, as well as Shawn Michaels standing up for social injustice backstage at NXT. Week 34 of the Wednesday Night War. We're going to have a recap of NXT TakeOver In Your House and a preview of WWE Backlash with the greatest wrestling match ever, 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 ever. Yes, I am back once again with the princess of all the true heels. She was missing for one episode, standing up, protesting out there, fighting a good fight for all of us at THH. It is Miss Chrissy Love. Yes, I'm back. Yes. Last week was a really, really hard week. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, I just wasn't in... Not that I didn't want to be here with you guys, but I just felt like I was just in a funk and just the whole thing of what's happening around the whole world and in our, our own country. I was in a funk and I needed to just be out there and just be standing for what's right. And, you know, I had to miss an episode, unfortunately. I'm Chrissy. sorry, but I'm back and I'm here. I'm going to repeat what I said last week. I absolutely love you and adore you for that. And you missed the episode for the best reason possible. And I commend you. We commend you. The True Heels commend you. And no one missed you more than us, but no one was <laughs> happier more than we were that you did what you did and you stood up for everybody that you believed in. So... All Absolutely. of us. Super proud of you. No proud. need to be sorry for that. We also have with us, he's already been talking way too much before I introduce <laughs> him. He is the resident True Hill alcoholic. This is Top Guy JJ. Hey, man, I'm sorry, I'm but listen, I, listen, my girl did something very powerful, and I couldn't wait to get the moment to share and let her know how proud I was of her. Thank you. I, I really, really appreciate it. Talking to a 10 year old and an and an eight-year-old about what's happening is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. So it's oh. something that, um, and I have sons, which is scary as, as it is. So, you know, um, it, it's, it's a big thing, but we have to keep fighting for us, all of us, for our own children. And, you know, um, I see the light at the tunnel, but we're not there yet. So, you know. Got to keep fighting, but we appreciate you going out there and representing. We we show our appreciation to you, and we also got to show our appreciation to everyone who watches True Hill Heat, who listens to True Hill Heat, who supports all our pages on social media, and that's why we have the True Hill Roll Call. First of all, on our True Hill Roll Call, we got to shout out our top three conversation starters. Our True Hill Trinity coming in at number three again is New Japan Aficionado James Wims. Coming in at number two is the host of the Romeo Report, the co-host of True Rewind and Wednesday Night Warriors. This is Romeo Anthony Cologne, the condescere of all reporting. And <laughs> coming in at number one is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. 
Look nice. at you. Look at you, Negro Buck, holding on for what? Three weeks in a row now? Yep. <laughs> yeah, three weeks in a row? Check three you out, straight. man. Check you out, my man. Yep. Ever since he got off True Hill Heat. You know, ever since he got off of it, he took his spot back. Mm-hmm. Feeling. He just had to take one week off. He just took one week off. He had to work hard. <laughs> Couple of the True Hills, we got to shout out Charles Kirkhoff, Alberto Ortiz, Tyler Pittman, Cody Thornton, Darnell Darden, and Moses Gonzalez the third. Our YouTube highlight uh, subscriber highlight. Uh, we have a good one. Uh, Wrestling them songs. He checked out wow. our live, our live NXT takeover in your house reactions. I went live with you guys as a huge thanks to all of our YouTube subscribers. We hit 500 subscribers in the month of May. So I went live during NXT takeover in On your YouTube? house. Huh? On YouTube? Yeah, I went live on YouTube for NXT TakeOver in your house. And I'm going to be going live this Sunday for WWE Backlash as I watch the greatest wrestling match ever with you Uh, live. As uh, a huge thank you to all of our 500 subscribers. So tell a wrestling fan to tell a wrestling fan to check that out and subscribe. Uh, Storm Shadow as well as Marky Mark Kitchen. We got to shout out a couple of our (laughs) new subscribers. (laughs) I love that name. Hey, it's a cool name. I like it. (laughs) And we got to get into, first of all, what we miss before we get into anything else. And what we miss, of course, was NXT TakeOver In Your House. We previewed that on True Hill Heat 77. So a huge shout out to our guest host for True Hill Heat 77, Josh Marrero. He was six for six. He sunned us in the In Your House prediction. Yeah, he he Mike he 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 pulled the MJ on us and then retired. <laughs> he he literally pulled the MJ on us and really retired. And wow. you know what? You know what though? When when somebody comes on here as a guest and they make six lucky picks and, and then they oh. take off. But you know what? I give him credit though because he's actually a smart guy. So I'm pretty sure his picks were very informative. So props to you, my man, and I'm glad you was on the show last week. He was he was booking. He booked uh, NXT Takeover in your house. I swear, I'm pretty sure. And he said we made a meme with him as Jordan. He said that's the blackest he's ever been in his life. So <laughs> he's represented. All right, NXT Takeover in your house was headlined by a show stealer as Io Shirai defeated Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to become the new NXT Women's Champion. We had Karrion Cross kill. Tommaso Ciampa in a very quick matchup. Uh, Adam Cole defeated the uh, Velveteen Dream in the backlot brawl. We had Keith Lee defeat Johnny Gargano <laughs> in the North American Championship matchup. And of course, Finn Balor got the victory over Damian Priest. So we'll start off with you, Miss Chrissy Love. What was your thoughts on NXT TakeOver in your house? I, I actually, I think it's 20, I think it's the pay-per-view of 2020 for WWE. My opinion. Um, I think from the overall old commercials, from the set, I think the show was from beginning to end great. Um, the Brock Yard Girl could have been better. Um, but overall, as a show, I, want, I was very, very pleased. And I have to say that has to be uh, for WWE, their show for 2020. Top guy, JJ? It was, you know what, and I, I wasn't really excited about it. 
I wasn't excited about it as it's clearly documented. It's clearly, it's clearly documented. I'm, I wasn't excited about it. But NXT TakeOver In Your House to me was a phenomenal pay-per-view. Like, it was a really good pay-per-view um, when the absolute worst match of the night is the NXT title match that says something about how well the rest of the stars of NXT performed. Because it was a... like. It, it was a good, solid show. Like uh, it was good. Like Priest and Priest and Bala was pretty solid. Like yeah. Gargano and Keith Lee was really good. Yeah. The women, the women, my the women God. killed it. The women killed it. My the God, the women. That was the WWE women, women's match of the year for the WWE when it comes to the women for me. Like I think that just overtook Charlotte and Rhea Ripley's WrestleMania match. Yes. But absolutely. It was, it was a great pay-per-view, a great showing for, for NXT. Velveteen Dream, just get him off the title picture. Just, just, just. Well, he has, he has no just, choice. He lost just, already. He doesn't get just, any. Adam Cole already told him he can't cut. Dream, can't dream over. Over. Well, a lot of people are like, like this is a, a very polarizing opinion. It seems that some people still are are under the the impression that the Velveteen Dream is the same. From before his injury, and I, I just think those people haven't been paying attention because Velveteen no. Dream has looked very rusty, and he has not looked the same or felt the same since his return. Yes, I agree, and I don't always agree with you, but yes, I agree. I, so I, I, <laughs> I, I've well, just been on stance, and that's to me that was the worst NXT title match or whatever you want to call it since yeah, they accepted the title. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to call it to be honest. It so you guys not were not a fan of the backlot brawl. That where do you think where do you think it ranks? Is it the worst that WWE has produced as far as these cinematic matches, or yes, is it yeah, like absolutely something the not bank? even close? Not it's even not close. worse than the Money w in the Bank. Yeah, no, it was no, definitely the bank was Money in the Bank was intended to be fun. It was intended to be a funny match. This was supposed to actually be a good match that involved the brawl. This match failed in all areas. <laughs> this match was horrible from start to finish. Oh like, my God. This, this match, by far WWE's worst performance when it came to cinematic matches. And it, and and it, it, it could have been good because they had the scene, the set was... And all the elements. They had everything. Okay, so then where we go? They had everything there for them. They had potential. The, ma the match had potential. Absolutely. But I don't know where it, it was up. And then, well, I don't even know if it even went up. But I think it just went down, per se. Yes? Can, am, I, am I right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I felt. I felt like literally Adam Cole had the only hope of making this match any good. Because all of the, like, and I hate saying this, because the Velveteen Dream's whole performance was just bomb. It was awful, and and and, and his 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 talking during it was corny. <laughs> the, the the stuff that he was doing during this brawl was trash. Like it, it just like he he brought nothing to this match, and I and and it pains me to say that, but it it's the truth. Like Adam Cole was the only hope for this match, and he couldn't even save it. Damn, and it's sad because I like both of the guys, and and it's. And it sucks because the potential was there. The the hope of the match was there. I don't know if they got to look at it and see, hey, this is a good match, and let's maybe do it over. I don't know. Like who said like the end product was good? I don't know. But what yeah, they had they had time to edit this too. Right, that's exactly. Like we, this was clearly not when they did all the other stuff. So it's like, okay, hey, 
let's look back at it. Let's see if we could tweak something. Maybe that shouldn't be done here. And let's do something else there. But I guess no one else did that. And they was like, let's be just going to put it out there. I don't know. I, I mean, was in the, I was at the table. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, SP, help me out here, man. Am I missing something? Because I've really felt this match was awful in all ways. I mean, I I liked it more than one final beat and Edge versus Orton. Oh, absolutely. Out of like the cinematic matches, that's why I said I kind of feel like it's somewhere in the middle. Not as good as the Money in the Bank. It wasn't as fun as Firefly Funhouse. Definitely no, not on no. definitely not anywhere near the level of the Boneyard match. But I felt like it was okay. I wasn't as down on it as everybody else was. I was a little bit more down on the opening matchup uh, with the women. Just something felt a little off with that match. But that was even a little bit. I can see why people look at that a little bit better than this backlot match. Because it had all the hype. Uh, people still want to believe in Velveteen Dream, but something just feels off ever well, since he's yeah, returned. Yeah. Um, well, what so you would you you're saying that the match that Ed, um, that Edge and Randy had at WrestleMania is a cin- a cinematic match? Some people are saying they consider that a cinematic match. Up I, because- yeah, I, I didn't consider that. I mean, and okay. only in, yeah, I didn't consider it in that that theatric form. But you right. know, it, 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 it is sort of contrary. So it's not like it's like um, you're so completely right or completely wrong. It's just okay. it, it it fits in a certain class in a certain category. I didn't think of that match. I mean, obviously that's in its own category for it being a fucking marathon, but. <laughs> I, I I mean I see I think of when I think of like the cinematic I think about the boneyard I think about the firefly right, I think right. about the money in the bank well, like, well me personally I feel like I feel like this was better than one final beat I felt like one final beat was too long what was and one final beat? that was Gargano Chompa. and Champa Gargano and Champa oh yes felt like yeah. that too long okay. that was way that was way too serious there wasn't any fun parts at least with this you had you had Cole going through the windshield you had the part with Dexter Loomis which was funny because he foreshadowed it and we didn't even know about it with the drawing on NXT so uh, they had a little portion, okay. portion of it that I enjoyed and I did not enjoy the one final beat that one right. final beat was just boring and the only reason why I would even not even I, I it's there, but at least one final beat was on NXT television on Wednesday. Right, exactly. That and and everything else was a pay per view, basically main event. And this was just right. This, that's how I. That's what I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "That." I'm, was I'm pretty sure you got way. I'm pretty sure we got way more to cover, and I don't want to keep burying this boy. Right. Yes. So you're absolutely it's right. Oh, good. So we got to move on to the other things we missed. Uh, SmackDown. Sasha and Bailey defeated Alexa and Nikki Cross to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Okay, you guys are happy Sasha about that. Sasha got a W, my G! <laughs> happy about the tag team titles being props in this feud, okay. Sasha got a, Sasha got a W! I, I just like, I'd like the fact to make him, like, make Bailey and Sasha more annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, make that gimmick more, more, like, she didn't their, have their, a belt. Their celebration was hilarious. Yeah, r- what? Bailey, Bailey is one of the best things on SmackDown Live. Yo, Bailey I is one of the best things on SmackDown Live. Yes. I said this on SmackDown with the Lynch, and I was like, I don't know, but her becoming a heel and transit turning over made me like her even more. Like this whole role model stuff. I hated the old Bailey. I hated the hugger foolishness. 
I love her being a heel. And when she laughs and she's talking, it is amazing. She's on the oh. mic. It, it, sounds, it sounds great. This whole no crowd is benefiting barely in leaps and bounds. Like, this is, oh, my God. This is making her so over right now as a heel. Like, I love her. I love how annoying she is, yo. She's <laughs> she's definitely been good and been adapting to the no crowd and everything. Uh, also on SmackDown, we had Jeff Hardy explain his innocence. And we had a little bit of a spoiler, apparently, this coming Friday. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin the whole ruin the whole thing for Miss Chrissy Love because I know she enjoys watching it with her kids. But there will be a very interesting contract signing regarding Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I don't know why. And it will involve a drug test. That's all we will give you right now on True Hill Heat. Wait, moving, on, moving, on, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on to Monday Night Raw, we had great promos from Edge, Christian, and Randy Orton on the Peep Show, leading yeah. up to the greatest wrestling match ever. We also had Charlotte defeating Asuka in the main event, thanks to Nia Jax. And then, that was a giveaway. Well, you know, you know. What do you guys think about uh, Charlotte Flair's run in NXT? I liked it, actually. Someone had to be the person to go over there and you know take the to, take the baton and, and lead the way. Someone how had to. You? How about you, top guy? I loved it. I loved it because it was the, the sole purpose of Charlotte's run was to get Io Shirai over. Yeah. And and I loved it. I like, don't know I, and not not it, not you know. like in that sense, but the fact that Io Shirai won the NXT Women's Championship with Charlotte being in the match, I loved it. Like I loved that purpose of it. I mean, listen, I don't, listen, y'all could take it how y'all want, and that is y'all opinion, that is okay, but, and it, it, it's so, but that's what I, I, her continuation with Rhea Ripley, nothing happened with Rhea Ripley, right. but the fact that she got into a match with Io Shirai, she didn't beat Io Shirai, she ended up beating her with the kendo stick, so she didn't beat her, and then the fact that when Io Shirai gets a chance at the NXT Women's Championship at a major pay-per-view, she wins the title and she ends up standing tall at the end of the night. Charlotte helped put on a phenomenal triple threat match. That's great. what I got out of it. I'm not saying, like, listen, everybody's going to have a different outtake on it. My outtake was I love that she helped with the Io Shirai getting the shine. The only part of that I agreed with is definitely Charlotte took part in a great matchup at NXT TakeOver in your house. You both liked it. I will say Charlotte's run in NXT did a lot more damage than it did any type of good. They wow. didn't do any, it didn't really do any type of good because the real the real point on the real positive that would have came out of this is if NXT would have overturned AEW in the ratings, which didn't right. happen. Only beat and they only beat AEW twice in the ratings. But let's look at the overall picture of Charlotte winning the NXT championship. First of all, at the Royal Rumble, she wasn't supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Shayna Baszler won. But they decided to go with Charlotte. Thus, it hurt Shayna Baszler's run on the main roster. Uh. It hurt her, her it hurt her and Becky's matchup at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It hurt all of her, her momentum. So that's one star that Charlotte going for the NXT championship had killed. But was then it Charlotte that did that, or was that the people? Right, right. I'll let y'all finish. I'll let y'all finish. Let me finish. I'm okay. not done. 
more to this. It's not just Shayna. It was also Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley had one of the best 2019s of any female in professional wrestling. She defeated she defeated Shayna Baszler, who was the woman on NXT, two-time NXT champion, and she got all the, the rub from Shayna Baszler's run onto her. What did they do with that run? They sacrificed it for Charlotte. She should have beat Charlotte at WrestleMania. Then Charlotte should have went to NXT like, now I want the NXT title. You're the one that challenged me for my Royal Rumble ship to fight me at WrestleMania because you wanted to use me to get on WrestleMania. Now I'm coming for your title. I'm coming to your show to get your title. Rhea should have beat her at WrestleMania. Then Charlotte could beat Rhea for the title and have her run. And then you have this triple threat. And then I agree with JJ. Yes, it puts over Io Shirai. It transitions the title. And we could have moved on seamlessly to Rhea and in Io. Rhea Ripley's dead in the water. Rhea Ripley has lost yeah. so much momentum because yeah. of player thing. Like Rhea Ripley, how we saw her in January, we don't see her now in June. We do not see her. So Shayna, Rhea, barely. And I don't even think she put over EO because EO pinned Rhea. So it's like she never got the win over Charlotte. So thus, there's no rub that EO gets from being in the ring with Charlotte because Charlotte basically laughed off the loss on Raw. They asked her. They was like, you lost the title. Well, first of all, I didn't lose. I didn't lose that match, so I'm on Monday Night Raw, and I just beat the Raw Women's Champion. So now she's trying to kill Oscar, like she's going for three now. Like th- this NXT run, uh, it did no positives to me. Okay. Outside of the outside of the great match at In Your House, no, you're, and you're absolutely right. It just that just in a in a nutshell just says that Charlotte's just all over the fucking place. Like Charlotte is just all over the place, and now that is just basically them. WWE needs to just it's fucking chill. They need to chill and keep her put. So it's like if you're gonna keep her somewhere, why didn't she just stay at NXT and and avenge her loss instead of going right to Raw immediately? The next and then night, going yeah. after Oscar. So that's what I'm like. She should have went after Io Shirai. Right at NXT on Wednesday night. That's why I was like, this would have been great for EO, but Charlotte's back on Raw. That's WWE's fault. Right. (laughs) But but that's what I'm saying about Charlotte in NXT. I don't see how I how anybody could say it was a positive. It was not a positive for anyone on NXT. I, I I agree with what you said. Like it it burned Shayna Baszler, definitely like. I don't even know how they can like pull her up out of this, to be honest. Um, WWE, they'll figure it out. Oh, they're, I forgot the other person she burned. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair got her shot at, at Portland, and no one gave a damn because Rhea already challenged Charlotte. So it killed her final t- NXT women's title match. Then she yeah. gets called up to the main roster, and guess what? She's You've never seen, seen her. She, she hasn't been seen. And she's going right. to get buried by Charlotte by not even being in the ring with her because Charlotte's going to get more time on Raw. That's now Bianca's show. So that's yeah. three stars that and Charlotte. And, and to your point, and I'm going to circle back to this later in the podcast, is to why a certain thing makes another company tick. And it, it's, it, it's astounding. It's so astounding as to what we're seeing right now. I, I I definitely, the way you broke it down, I do agree, like, 
they did drop the ball. They should have done it and transitioned it the way you 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 laid it out. Um, yes, what was the point of us putting it on Charlotte? She didn't really like add to rating. She didn't like if that was the case. Like they should have just left it as is. They knew going into this whole Wednesday night thing that they were going to go back and forth. Just leave your stars, leave the players that you had on there, and let them just do what you got to do. If you had good storyline. You wouldn't have a problem, but you 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 banking on one person to yeah. like make you have ratings. I think is asinine to me. And one last point with the Charlotte thing, I think with the with it comes to Charlotte and why her rating the ratings didn't move when it came to Charlotte because Charlotte wasn't exclusive to NXT. Yeah, Charlotte was on all three fucking brands, so you can watch on Monday day. night, Wednesday night, or Friday night and still see your favorite wrestler if you wanted to see if you wanted to see Charlotte Flair. Charlotte should have only been on Wednesday nights. That's the NXT it. title was no all over show. the fucking place. Why? Why? Why is it wasn't exclusive? Why is she on? Why is she on Raw? So she should have never been anywhere else. Like any other champion was not on there with their belts. Like why? Adam Cole not here. Adam Cole is not on SmackDown. One week they did that. Only one week because nobody could travel. Absolutely. <laughs> and then okay. they moved on very quickly. Exactly. exactly. But still, again, nevertheless, like you you putting all your you putting all your your eggs in one basket for this one person, it didn't make any sense. And and I said that when they when, when they gave the title, I was like, um, I love the match, but I don't understand why they gave, let let her win. It's just too much. It's just too much pressure on Charlotte Flair. It's just like, too I, much. I said it's this too much to, of an I, I said this to my husband. I was like, I hope she got a little bit of like a raise because she's on every single show. And every night, like she's not just cutting promos, like she's actually fighting every single every three days. She don't, she don't need a raise. She's one of the highest paid performers anyway. So we gotta we gotta move on. We gotta move on to our top news and hey, our let's top talk about the new Japan stuff. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> yo, yo, she just became Salt Bay. Absolutely, <laughs> like damn, she became like... Salt Bay. <laughs> Oh, yes, the top news. It's enough, enough WWE for him. They they want to get this new Japan stuff out. So let the let you guys have your fun. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. And the the, the ten thousand oh, matches y'all about to watch oh, in the course yeah. of like how many months? Like God, just, about, let's talk about the five hundred matches y'all about to have in the next three weeks. Christy. Go ahead. Yeah, what? Like- I thought I thought like being out there fighting the <laughs> like, struggle, get all that hate out of you. Like, it is no hate. Oh my god! Wow. Like wow. What's up with you and the Asians, bro? Yeah, like I am part Asian fool. So why are you so mad at them? <laughs> I'm not mad at them. Oh, oh, we are. Like we couldn't even transition to this topic without you. I gotta say this. Like, you just said, just get on. Just get on with it. I'm sorry. He's like, we gotta go. We gotta move on. Sorry. Go ahead. Do your new Japan stuff. Because you're like, on the stuff that you gotta read. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go, I'm. No. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I really, really. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so Christ. sorry. No. No. For real. For real. I, I didn't know this topic would, would get such such uh, theory. But I didn't have wrestling is returning. It will return this Monday, June 15th, as well. Woo! As the, bah, 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 bah. All you wrestling heads, 
Go ahead. As well as the New Japan Cup will start on June 16th. It will run through June 11th. Uh, I mean, July 11th. There was a press conference on Monday with the New Japan chairman who announces the return of New Japan Pro Wrestling. On June 15th, they will run a Together Project special, which will have a mystery card. So you got to tune in to the top of the show to know the card for that one. And then this will go along with the start of the New Japan Cup, which kicks off on June 16th. It will be empty arena shows. The New Japan Cup will run from June 16th through July 11th, which will be the finals of the New Japan Cup at Osaka Joe Hall with a 33% capacity allowed in the building. Then the same uh, 33% capacity can come back on July 12th when they will be running the Dominion Show, which will have the winner of the New Japan Cup facing Tensuya Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships. The first round matchups in the New Japan Cup will be uh, Toge Makabe going against Yoji Suji. Uh, we got Ishii, Ishii versus El Desperado. We got Yano versus Jado. Honma versus Hiromu. We got Okada versus Gato. Nagata versus Suzuki. Yuromura versus Kanamaro. Gabriel Kidd will versus Taji Ishimori. Hiroshi Tanahashi will go one on one with Taishi. Koto Obushi will versus Zack Sabre Jr. That's going to be a great one. Uh, Taguchi going one-on-one with Sanada. Sho versus Shingo. If you saw their match in the best of the Super Juniors, you know it's going to be a great one. Uh, we got Tenzan versus Yoshihashi. Yo versus Bushi. Kojima versus Evil. And Goto versus Yuji, Yujiro Takahashi. So... Top guy, JJ, what are your thoughts on the return of New Japan and their plans for empty arena shows as well as the low-capacity shows on July 11th and 12th? I'm very, very interested in to see what the low-capacity shows are going to bring. Like, how are they going to... Like, this is going to be almost like the first step is to see how they're going to separate the crowds. It's how they're going to divide the seats. I think this is going to be the first company that is going to have fans like actual customers mm-hmm. in their building so this is going to be a very unique thing to see and i think it's going to be pretty exciting because it, it's a, an exciting thing to get your fans back in the buildings and hopefully every all the precautions are taken but it's a wonderful thing to see this 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 brand finally coming back <laughs> man to see new japan finally coming back and once you see that card, and once you see that Zack Saber was going with Coda, oh my God, Zack Saber and Coda is going to be special. My God, and then there's a couple of special matches that's yet to be announced. Like you know, there's some guys on there that we haven't even seen that is we clearly know that we haven't seen on that little list yet. So, well, well, to be to be fair, there's also we should note that uh, a lot of the foreign talent are not going to be a part of these shows due to the travel restrictions. Yeah. New Zealand is one of the first places that have really uh, really focused in on the pandemic and kind of solved their COVID-19 crisis. So, guys out in New Zealand like uh Jay White, as well as Gino Gambino, uh, as well as Robbie Eagles, they're not going to be allowed to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys in the UK like Will Ospreay are not going to be a part of this tournament. Uh, Kenta, who lives on the West Coast here in the United States, will not be a part of the uh, tournament and the shows, as well as uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Tonga and Tonga Loa of the Gorillas of Destiny will not be a part of these shows. Yeah. Yeah, so I, but it's still, it's still exciting to see the talent is starting to come back and 
you know, obviously with the travel restrictions, you got to quarantine for two weeks when you're traveling outside of the country. So that would make no sense when you got three shows in five days. <laughs> so, but it's still a great thing to see. Your time and money, you can't go yeah, out. Still yeah. a great, it's still a great thing to see these guys are starting to make their comeback, man, because God, they have been missed. I wonder if they're going to sit like a, a seat apart from each other. Like, is that enough six feet from people or whatever? It's going to be more than a seat. So the plan that I heard is that they're going to have like the middle section tarped off. So they're only going to have people like a couple of people in the first couple of rows and then people in like the the upper the upper part of the building. So the middle section is going to be completely like sectioned off. OK, I'm, I'm, so I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. So what do you think? Uh, do you think they're going to be able to have like the same quality of matches without the, the crowd involvement as as because if a lot of people have this stigma with New Japan that, you know, they all oh, they crowds just sit on their hands all day or they like quietly clap. And for us that are actual New Japan fans and watch the shows, they know <laughs> the crowd is like one of the most important parts of the show where the crowd gets revved up into a match. It takes it to another level. So mm -hmm. do you guys think it's going to be able to keep that same quality without the fans. Uh, yeah, I, I'm about to say, I'm about to say their, their styles and their, their, their shows are way different than what we have here. So I'm, 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 I am very, I'm so sure that they're going to still give, give, fight that, give you a, a, a good ass show. Like they're going to, they're going to, they're going to wrestle their asses off, to be honest. Like they always do. See to yeah. no see. Yeah, I, I I I don't see them. I don't see this tampering any or any any bit their performances. And if you get any sample of what we have been digesting a little bit, think about how Oscar, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai has all been just performing without the audience in their face, and they have been doing admirable jobs. Look at AEW. Look at look at look at the women at AEW that is performing. That they're not. They're performers. They're performers. They are going to perform. And they're going to act the same. They're going to act like there's a crowd there, even though there's limited people there. They're still going to put on these expressions because they know people are watching them. Yeah. They're very talented. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, uh, Top Guy JJ, to end this off, who do you see coming out of the New Japan Cup? Oh, damn. This one is... I... Last one, I'm going to roll with Zack Sabre. I was, was going to say that. I'm going to roll with Zack Sabre on this one. I think, um, I don't believe he's won this cup before. Yeah, yes. He has? He's, he, won, he won the first one he was a part of in 2018. Ah, damn, three years ago. That feels like five years ago for me. <laughs> It's only been two years, actually. I know, I know. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with Zack Saber still. I'm still gonna roll with Zack Saber to, to to win this cup. So you guys watching at home, you could tune into our YouTube channel. Me and J News of J News Japan, we did a full preview of the new japan cup and we gave our prediction for the entire tournament from start to finish and who we thought was going to win the new japan cup i will give you a spoiler it's the same person we got winning this one and it's not the same person as top guy jj so we what? gotta move on we gotta move on to our next topic our next topic has evil? to 
No, no. <laughs> you got to watch it like the rest of them. So, okay, <laughs> so we got to move to a topic that we talked about a lot on True Hill Heat 77. It's how the social injustice and racism in America has bled over into the wrestling world. And this week, it bled over into the backstage environment at NXT TakeOver in your house as Shawn Michaels, of all people, the heartbreak kid, stands up for social justice. Fightful Select uh, reports that there was... What does that even mean? He's from Texas. There was a heated discussion backstage at NXT TakeOver in your house as Shawn Michaels uh, stood up against uh, social injustice after a backstage uh, producer said that everybody is treated the same in in America. According to the report, Shawn reprimanded the producer, uh, basically explaining the systematic racism and social injustice that has gone on in America throughout its history and especially now. It was reported as a heated discussion more than an argument and uh, not a lot of people even knew about it because Sean was uh, said to have acted very professional towards everybody and towards the producer later on in the show. It wasn't discovered until Monday morning and it also follows uh, after Triple H reportedly told the NXT locker room that he wants to he wants an open forum or open discussion on the issue of social injustice with the roster. He also let the uh, media know this during the NXT conference call after In Your House. So what are your guys' thoughts on this report as far as Shawn Michaels standing up for social injustice? We'll start off with you, Miss Christy Love. You're the big Shawn Michaels fan here. <laughs> oh, sorry, I go first. Okay. Um, uh, I am happy that he is standing up for what's right. I mean, it, it don't take a rocket science to see what's happened. Well, maybe it does because you have a shit of a president, so who knows? Um, but um, it's just, it's, it's, it's great to see that, you know, people see what's happening and looking at it with closed eyes. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you see what's happening and you see that it needs to be a change and you're acknowledging it. That's the first step of like recovery. They say, you know, you got to fix the change or whatever. That's one of your first steps. So in him being from t one of those states, which is Texas, um, it just shows a lot of that person and their character. Um, I am happy that he is trying to, you know, bring light and, you know, stand up for what is right. So, um, Dag, don't make, don't touch up your face like that, uh, Sid. <laughs> but, uh, oh, okay. Um, um. <laughs> But um, I, I'm happy that, you know, he's bringing light to it. And he's, you know, he put that person in their place. I, 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 I can't say that. I, I'm like, um, not making it like a publicity stunt. Like, you know, just like, you know, just, you know, just talking to that person. And, you know, not like getting out of character. Just saying, you know, no, we need to fix changes. There, there is injustice and it needs to be fixed now. So I, I am happy about that. Top guy, JJ. <clears throat> I mean, so after Dick, yeah, after asking about it, yeah, I, I, it it feels good to hear that you know he was he was pretty passionate about this discussion, which was you know when you when you say it and mean it, it feels a lot better than when you just say it just to say it because a camera is in your face. Right. Um, you could tell that there's a lot of there's a lot of people in this in this situation that's going through this is doing it for for likes and clout. for for publicity and for clout and for all of this stuff that we're not aiming for like the stuff that we're aiming for is real and when it sounds like somebody's saying it in a real discussion it feels good now that's why i've been so angry and so upset with 
obviously the WWE's lack of stance to this yeah. whole thing because it's it's really annoying to you know to support a company for so long and then they don't really do anything for you in per se but send out a stupid Instagram Email. post an Instagram post and there's been no statement from Vince McMahon there's been no statement from Stephanie that I've seen there's been no statement from Triple H and it's like guys you guys are the faces of this brand like just yeah. say something to to make you have a ton of employees act how Shawn Michaels sounded sound genuine and then it's literally you're going to gain at all either well, they re they released something on their social media last week, basically uh, talking like reprimanding the racism and social injustice, and said that they stand for like diversity. And they also Stephanie McMahon did send out like a tweet, basically addressing the whole matter. Um, Triple H, I believe, also sent out a tweet, but Triple H, like I said, uh, had his whole statement on the NXT conference call as well. Okay, so if I if I missed the Stephanie one, I apologize. But um, yeah, it, it it as long as it just feels sincere and if it feels genuine, if it feels like that's what you really are standing for, then I'm proud of you. Mm. Do you think that these are like the right steps as far as like someone in the backstage kind of like standing up and talking about this type of thing and what Triple H said? Are these the right steps by WWE to take? I mean, it's got to start internally because you know just saying it out loud and not being able because there's going to be a lot of people that just watches a screen and just sees what you say and don't take it and, and pierce it so i guess if if it's in a conversation if i'm talking to you and you're hearing that from me directly to you it might penetrate different mm. because having so many conversations and so many talks with fellow people and a lot of my friends and a lot of, you know, even co-workers and especially the co-workers, a lot of my co-workers are not of the minority field. And the way they digest it and the way they hear it when it's said directly from you, it penetrates mm -hmm. different than a broad message. Yep. Yeah. So if it works internally and you get to penetrate that through heated discussion, then absolutely I'm all for it because everybody's got to register it differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with her. All right. So we got to move on to week 34 of the Wednesday Night War. This is your favorite part of some of you for True Hill Heat, where we give you the ratings for the Wednesday Night War between AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. You want a drum roll this time? We missed your drum roll last week. Did you? Yeah, I, I know you guys didn't do it last week. You should have still kept doing it. Okay, go ahead. Hey, I asked JJ if he could, but he didn't have I tried. Time. I tried, but my, I tried it on the boxes, and it, I didn't make no sounds. I was going to knock my whole set over. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Not what we want to do there. But yes, uh, for week 34, it is AEW Dynamite with 677,000 viewers. To WWE NXT with 673,000 viewers. Yes, a 4,000 viewer uh, difference between the two shows for week 34. Both shows down, but AEW edges it out this week. So over on WWE NXT, Scarlett warns uh, Adam Cole that the end of his record-breaking NXT title reign is near. El Hilo del Fantasma. I'm so happy I don't have to say that name again. It reveals himself <laughs> as Santa. 
Santos Escobar, the most Spanish name that WWE could think of, and Joe Kim Wilde and Raul Mendoza are revealed as the mass kidnappers attacking Drake Maverick. Finn Balor defeated Cameron Grimes and then challenges Keith Lee for the only title he hasn't won in NXT, the North American Championship. AEW Dynamite had FTR making a great debut, beating The Butcher and The Blade, and then a face-off between them, the Young Bucks, and the tag team champions, Hangman and Omega. We had Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends defeat Inner Circle, and then Chris Jericho attacks Orange Cassidy with a bat and a bag of blood oranges. <laughs> Cody... Cody defeated Mark Quinn to in the main event to defend the TNT championship and then was challenged by Jake Hager for Fighter Fest. So we have the Wednesday Night Warriors where they decide what was the better show for the week and they do it with the help of you, the viewers, so you guys can take part in that poll on the True Hills group page. But right now we need to find out what the True Hill trio thinks. So we'll start off with you, Top Guy JJ. What was the better show for this week? Wow, this was actually really, really close for me. And mm-hmm. um, this was really close. And one thing kind of made me make my decision, and this week, I'm going to go with NXT. I feel like NXT was the, the slightly better show, and when you give me the impact of that message of mm. Scarlett to Adam Cole, Woo! is when you do something that well, it makes it, it gives you that many points for me, because that was one of the most impact, like, yo, Adam Cole looked like he was holding on to that title like it was his child. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was like, he was, that shit, the, the, the play, it was really, really good. The matches on the night was actually pretty nice. Like, I actually kind of dug the, the Drake Maverick and the, the, I, the, the, the Santos reveal, which was, mm-hmm. That was different. That was different. I kind of, I was not really expecting that. NXTs did some, some, some cool things like the, the, the Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano match. I actually kind of enjoyed. I definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed the Finn Balor and Grimes match, which was really good. So NXT delivered for yeah. me, and it was a really, really good show. AEW was solid, but I think this NXT, NXT, which is slightly better this week. Christy Love. I, I have to agree with you. I feel like AEW had like certain matches or segments that were really good. Um, I feel like NXT from the beginning with a killer ending was great. Um, you just when she just came out and she don't even really have to say anything. She just came out and she just left something there. And then you have the that the crowd of people that are there and they're they're giving you all the noise as if it, as if it was like an actual like full of paying audience give you the it gave like chills i'm getting chills talking about it now it was it was an, a great great ending to a, a good show especially a send-off on what they did from sunday i think it was a great great show i'm sad that the ratings show that they didn't win because they i think they should have won but you know hey they'll be back you know next week <laughs> but to give you one just one quick thing about what i love about aews and what they did on wednesday is aew makes gives everyone a story and i love how they like with, it's different what they every did week. with what they, did with, joey, what they did with joey what they did with joey janella was beautiful because it's like they 
they go into their wrestling roster and they see who's struggling and they'll start to work up a vignette package for you to keep you involved. Colt Cabana, when he is now in the mud and then now he's looking intrigued with the Dark Order, like Mm -hmm. AEW is spot the fuck on when it comes to keeping people involved in their weekly stories. And I love them for that. That's why they're so different and that's why they keep winning. Obviously, both shows were definitely entertaining this week. Uh, I will agree with Top Guy JJ. It was a closer uh, determining factor for this week than other weeks. I gave NXT the nod two weeks ago for that fight pit episode, but I got to give this to AEW. AEW just doesn't have any filler. There's parts of NXT where I could just turn the channel, induce share. <laughs> I could turn the channel for that. Uh, Dakota Dakota Kai versus uh, the American Ninja Warrior. Throw that in the bin. Like, there's too much yeah. NXT. And then, and then, I'm sorry. The Santos Escobar. I love the execution of it, but that logical, that logical of that story is just a country mile hole, and I just can't get over it. And I was so upset. With Chris G and Romeo for not mentioning it on their Wednesday Night Warriors review. But one question. How can Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza be the mass kidnappers if they were kidnapped by the mass kidnappers? Mm. So we got we got we got we got loose lucha kidnappers somewhere because you could say one of them was uh Santos Escobar, but that means we got one kidnapper on the run and he hasn't revealed himself yet. So unless that's another ongoing story of it, or this is it's just it's a logical. I rather I like the idea of this guy playing both characters, playing El Hilo del Fantasma and playing Santos Escobar and then leading to this big reveal. The mm. way they did it, it felt rushed. So that was just a big hole for me in the show, even though I liked the execution of it. There was just too many logic holes in that for me to give NXT the nod. On AEW, you had the great... Uh, debut for FTR. FTR, I love the gimmick. I love that the AEW has so many tag teams that don't follow the tag team rules, Mm -hmm. and they are the one team that does old school tag team moves, that follows all the rules, that tags in and out. I just love that dichotomy with there. I love what JJ said, that everybody has a story. That Joey Janela, we've seen that Joey Janela's stock has kind of come down in the last couple weeks, so they brought it right back up by making it a part of the story. This guy, main event Fighter Fest, and he's been on a slump ever since. So he meets up with with Sunny Kiss because they both live in Jersey. They're both out partying. <laughs> both party boys. So and then they meet up, and then that's leading to something. I love Matt Hardy being with the private party, playing the role of Michael P.S. Hayes to their Hardy boys. I love that dichotomy. I love the whole beginning of the rivalry between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, and that they are really painting that picture that Sammy Guevara is a future star for the company. I love the stuff with MJF and and Billy Gunn. I love the Nightmare. I even love the stuff with Nightmare Family. I know a lot of people are not big on that, but AEW doesn't need more tag teams. So if this Nightmare Family is just leading to a feud between them, I'd rather that than them continue to be a tag team so we can see that kind of story play out next week when they get a shot at the tag team titles. It's just AEW doesn't have any filler. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a purpose. So I give AEW the nod this week. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one and just credit to I this is probably in my opinion Brizongo's best vignette promo in quite yes. some time. Love that. I that love that was promo. yeah, and, and there's certain because NXT hasn't done this very mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. And, and the fact that I was like, holy shit, they're executing these things good, and then you mm-hmm. give me that ending. That's why. That's why I gave them the odd, the edge because they definitely, they definitely had the best uh, ending of the show. I didn't like the ending for AEW. It was very much off with that whole little brawl, and because they did so many brawls in that show a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Well, that ending fell off, but the ending for NXT was A+. So I get why you guys would feel that it was the better show because it ended off better. But overall, AEW was the better show, in my opinion. But I will give credit for, for NXT and the MVP of NXT this week, Mr. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes was hilarious this whole episode. Yes, he was. He was. He- his over-the-top promo. He's like, he's like, you think I'm confident, uh, uh, Mackenzie? My, my, you don't know my middle name is confident. I'm Cameron, I'm Cameron Confident Grimes. Yeah. And then him taking the draw injury to, to Regal, him talking shit to Finn during the matchup, and then the match was great. He, that was the best match of the night, and Cameron Guy, I would say he was the star of the Wednesday Night War yesterday because he stood out the most and kind of like broke out a little bit last night yeah kind of got got to see more of him i, I feel like because it made me see more of him but i'm like okay i didn't know really much like i thought you were a little boring that before only thing <laughs> to say man is nxt just keep it coming man nxt keep it coming you gotta stick the same way you know they got it they gotta keep it coming but we gotta move on to the rest of our news and we have some breaking news some breaking news here from ww E.com WWE.com has just broke some news with us and the headline says Raw and Smackdown to be led by Bruce Pritchard in an effort to streamline our creative writing process for television we have consolidated both teams from Raw and Smackdown into one group led by So previously, Paul Heyman had been running Monday Night Raw, but from this press release, Paul Heyman will now concentrate on his role as an in-ring performer. So that is breaking news from WWE.com. What's your guys' thoughts? The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yo, (laughs) this this is classic WWE. Yo, they just keep passing the buck. Like this is this is like they just don't stop passing the fucking buck. Like I I like Bruce Pritchard. Yes, I do like him. But Monday Night Raw wasn't terrible, and SmackDown has been terrible. <laughs> so now you're gonna give Bruce Pritchard both shows. This is not a sign pointing in the right direction for me. Um. I got faith in Bruce, but I don't have faith in Bruce's boss. I don't have faith in Bruce. Bruce, Bruce has always been known as a yes man for Visick Man. Right. He yeah. does. Yeah, he exactly. does. He does get good ideas. He was a part of the Firefly Funhouse, and he does. He did give Ray Wyatt a little bit of reins on that. So he does cut. He did, can be behind good ideas, but nine times out of ten, he's more of a yes man to Vince than Paul Heyman is. So I, I'm not too confident about this move. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think he's an old school yes man and he wants to go back to like old 
old wrestling ways, maybe. I don't know. I just feel like it's just, no, everything needs to just all be revamped and let it move into a, like, we're in 2020. Let's revamp it and make changes. Obviously, what you're doing is not working, so let's fix it. But you guys you keep going backwards instead of let's move it. Let's, okay, that didn't work. Let's go to the next one. Like, stop trying to say, okay, now we need another person to, like, take the lead on this. Like, come on. You don't have and to do that. What's Paul Heyman's focus again? On being a performer. That means Brock is coming back. So right? that basically means they're trying to get Brock to come back, right? So, so until, so then, the, until so then, you just sit on the bench. That also brings us to another bit of WWE news. A rumor is that Brock Lesnar will be returning for SummerSlam. So this uh, coincides with that. Also, uh, other WWE news. We had independent promotion this week. Bar Wrestling revealed on Twitter that WWE filed for a DMCA claim to take a video off of their uh, website and social media. The match was between uh, Jake Atlas and Brian Cage. So WWE strong-arming the independent promotions again. Uh, Charlotte... Charlotte Flair, which we will bring up again, claims that she has been on all three bands due to being the hardest worker in the company. This follows Triple H saying on the conference call that Charlotte Flair's booking in NXT will make sense in a few months' time. Yeah, okay. Uh, rumor killer, Adam Cole's WWE contract will not be expiring in August. His WWE contract is reportedly has 18 months left, according to PW Insider. Uh, Gallus, uh, the team of uh, the coffee, coffee and and Wolfgang, they have just become the longest reigning NXT UK tag team champions at th 236 days. Randy Orton and Tommaso Ciampa got into a Twitter beef this week after Randy Orton insulted NXT uh, takeover in your house. He said that he heard that NXT takeover in your house was a great was a great show. He was like leg slap. He's like he can't wait to go to leg slap class and then hashtag leg slap. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa responded and says that his daughter had been having trouble sleeping so he found the remedy Rem randy orton matches he says it works better than nightclub the clap back randy orton responded and said uh this is this from the self the self-appointed uh locker room leader of the wrestling school and also randy orton's wife chimed in and says that oh my is, god is from the guy who took credit for all the matches that he didn't put together so what are your guys' thoughts on this little uh, Twitter beef between Orton and Ciampa? I wish his wife go sit the fuck down somewhere. Am I her goddamn business? <laughs> we don't need you, sis. Thank you. We don't need you. We don't need you to, to fight your husband's battles. We don't need you. There you go. Even as famous as you want to. We don't need you, sis. He don't need you to do that. Don't, no thank you. So we got to move on to AEW news. FTR tells Jim Cornette on his uh, podcast that they have a handshake deal as of right now with AEW. He, they haven't signed any contracts. Speaking of contracts, though, Alan Angels, the man that uh, infamously, infamously went one-on-one -on -one with Kenny Omega about a couple of months ago and uh, kicked out of a V-trigger, which everyone was up in arms about on Twitter and said it damaged Omega and how can he do that with a jobber well that jobber got signed by aew and he has joined <laughs> the dark order as number five so aew haters you spoke too soon yeah. uh 
AEW confirms that the postponement of their new work show until uh, February of 2021. And as we said earlier, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega will defend the AEW World Tag Team titles next week on Dynamite versus the natural nightmares of Dustin Rose and QT Marshall. New Japan news. Uh, like we said before, the foreign talent are not going to be involved in the New Japan Cup and their series of shows. Also, New Japan has sent out their restrictions and rules for both wrestlers and fans ahead of these shows. Uh, there will be temperature checks for all wrestlers as well as fans that are open to it. And they must have a log of everyone they've come in contact with. That's talking about the wrestlers. Mm. Uh, Impact Wrestling News, a huge five-way dance will take place at Impact Slammiversary for the Impact World Championship as Tessa Blanchard will finally return to Impact and defend the title against Michael Elgin, Eddie Edwards, Trey Miguel, and Ace Austin. Michael Elgin and Eddie Edwards were supposed to be in a triple threat with Tessa at Rebellion, but due to the pandemic, they couldn't make it for that one. Trey Miguel and Ace Austin were in the finals of the number one contenders tournament, but Trey Miguel was attacked back stage before the match ace austin won the finals but trey miguel since he was attacked is involved in this matchup mlw news saviv el saba signs with mlw and joins the injustice stable with uh Cotto brazil as well as jordan oliver and byron Me and myron reed ROH news, Alex Shelley reveals that ROH paid him for the cancel events due to the COVID pandemic and says that this is not something that wrestling promotions usually do. So he wanted to make it known that ROH did this for him. So got to give a round of applause for ROH, some good publicity for them after the bad 2019 they had. I have to give them a hand for that. Uh, <laughs> Other wrestling news, Ziggy Dice of NWA reveals that he won the NWA uh, TV title without having a contract with the company. And former NWA TV champion Ricky Stark is, a is officially a free agent now. He is no longer with the company. Uh -oh. So now uh, I have a quick one question out of all of that news. That, so Tessa Blanchard is about to defend the Impact champion in a five-way match? Yes. But Moose is the TNA champion? The, Moose being the TNA champion is like Million Dollar Man being the Million Dollar champion. What the fuck? You know what? He brought the title back. You know what? He brought the title back. You know what? We even explained this on True Hill Heat to the people. Uh, I guess I've got TJ proving once again he wasn't listening. Nah, at that. That's, <laughs> oh my God. So this guy's not like, you know what? Just moving on. Hey, it's probably leading to a champion versus champion match. You got to be patient. It's all about the story. So we mm. got to move on to our preview for this Sunday, WWE Backlash. Uh, we're going to start from the bottom of the card, work our way to the greatest wrestling match ever, ever, ever. Oh, my ever. God. Starting from the bottom, we got to start. With one of the more interesting storylines right now, as it's going to be Sheamus going one on one with Jeff Hardy. This is all due to the very infamous storyline that happened a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, as a car or Jeff Hardy's rental car was found on the side of the road after Elias had been struck with the car. Uh, Jeff Hardy was found in the bushes, uh, smelling of of alcohol and. Um, 
looking bewildered and looking intoxicated. He was arrested and then brought back later in the night and uh, cost Sheamus his shot at the Intercontinental Championship. The following week, this past uh, week on SmackDown, he basically uh, revealed that uh, the uh, eyewitness said that they saw a person with orange or red hair and beard come out of the car. And apparently that can only be Sheamus, even though Sami Zayn also has red hair and red beard, but that's he's not, he's nowhere near right here right now. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, I'm just he's saying away at home with his family, and um, he, he's not working right now, so I'm just saying, he wasn't on the property. We can't, we can't automatically point the finger at Sheamus, but the other big logic hole was the fact that there was proof, and that Jeff Hardy thinks of Sheamus, but the cops have not talked to Sheamus, they're not going to arrest Sheamus. <laughs> they haven't done anything with Sheamus. So, obviously, they don't care that much about getting the real person here. But anyway, Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy at Backlash. We'll start off with you, Miss Chrissy Love. Jeff Hardy. Going with Jeff here. Who you got, JJ? How the fuck they make two comebacks uninteresting? <laughs> like, 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 how do you do that? Like, they <laughs> both just came back. And they both are like, Jeff. Jeff Hardy, like, oh, God. I think this story is going to continue after Backlash, so I'm going to go with Sheamus getting the victory in this one. Uh, Next up we got for the WWE United States Championship is going to be Apollo Crews defending against Andrade. Andrade is the former champion. Apollo Crews beat him a number of weeks ago to win his first title in the WWE. Then this past uh, Monday on Monday Night Raw, Andrade defeated Angel Garza as well as Kevin Owens in a triple threat match to get this title shot at Backlash. So who you got? Crews versus Andrade. Top guy, JJ. I'm definitely going with Apollo to retain. And this, this has a chance to be the best match of the night. Like, th- this has a chance, because uh, Apollo has been putting on some pretty damn good matches over the past mm-hmm. month, so mm-hmm. I gotta show him some love, so he he has a chance here, and oh, oh, my bad, the greatest match ever is on this card, so they're definitely not gonna be the match of the night. <laughs> my bad, but I'm going with Apollo. Uh, I'm going with Apollo to retain. Who you got, Chrissy? I got Apollo. I, I think I agree with Top Guy JJ. Apollo Crews been one of the top performers of this uh, COVID era. Absolutely. Uh, all started at, res- at the Monday after WrestleMania with his really good matchup against Aleister Black. He's had a yeah. couple of good ones against Andrade, and I think this one is going to be another good one, but Apollo successfully defends here. Yeah. Next up, we got for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, it's going to be the new champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, the Boston Hug Connection, defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, as well as the Iconics in a triple threat match. Who you got, Miss Chrissy? I have uh, the champs retaining. I have uh, Bailey and Sasha. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Bailey and Sasha as well, successfully defending in this one. Who you got, top guy, JJ? Clean, sweet. Boston hug, baby. Boston hug gets the victory. We got for the Raw Women's Championship, it's going to be Asuka defending against Nia Jax. Nia Jax won a triple threat match uh, involving Charlotte Flair as well as Natalia to get this title shot. Asuka won the title after winning the Women's Money in the Bank back at Money in the Bank and then being handed the title by Becky Lynch who had to relinquish it due to being pregnant and having her first child. So Asuka versus Nia Jax. Who you got, top guy, JJ? Oh, God, this is uh, Oscar. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for Oscar as well. Who you got, Chrissy? 
Asuka, clean sweep. She's, clean sweep. She's going to be champ for a little while. I agree. WWE Universal Championship is on the line, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say, even though we've had the Fiend as champion, we've had Goldberg as champion. We had Brock going away for a while and being the Universal Champion. Oh, my God. But, that's it. Oh, my God. But, oh my but God. this is the worst build for any Universal Championship <laughs> match I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Strowman in a handicap match versus The Miz and John Morrison. Why? Wow. I don't even know. I, and, I, and, I, and I have to look at SmackDown, and I, and I still don't understand this is why this is even happening. Um, uh, but I'm going to have Braun re uh, retain it. Um, I think you're going to say something else, but go ahead. Top guy, JJ? I wonder why SmackDown is the worst show of the week. <laughs> Like, like, what, what the fuck is this? What, what, what is this match? This is like literally what. However long this match is, it's too long. This match should not be happening. Braun Strowman retains, obviously, but why? It shouldn't be no more why? than like the seven minutes tops. I hope it's a little bit faster than that. Okay, <laughs> hey, I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I hope it's five minutes, including the entrances. <laughs> Which is, I, I, uh, go ahead. WWE Championship matchup. This one is going to be actually really good, in my opinion. We got Drew McIntyre defending the title against Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley had been in a slump. He lost to Aleister Black back at uh, WrestleMania. Lana had been distracting him in a number of different matchups. And it wasn't until MVP basically opened up his eyes and told him that he needed to leave Lana in the back <laughs> and refocus to get an, a shot at the WWE Championship. So Bobby Lashley went on his run. MVP has a personal vendetta against Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre gave him a Claymore kick during uh, one oh, of the VIP lounges when he returned. Claymores? How many Claymores has MVP eaten, yo? Eating <laughs> a He's eaten a lot of Claymores. As Drew McIntyre says, he's talk less Claymore. So it is Drew McIntyre one-on-one -on -one with Bobby Lashley. Who you got, Miss Chrissy Love? Uh, I have uh, uh, Drew retaining. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going with Drew retaining against Bobby Lashley. Who you got, JJ? Damn. And I, I wish that there was this was any other champion because I think Drew is actually doing a decent job right now. Uh, but it's got to be Drew retaining. It's going to be a pretty damn good match. But one question. Why is Lana mad? <laughs> like, her man is going after the WWE championship and she's mad. No, because, because they won't let to come. They won't let him be a part of it. There's a shit works, boo. Stay in the back, you man. It's successful. What the fuck? You're hey, too she, loud. Spicy. She's spicy. She's she looking all Spanish and stuff with that heavy, heavy tan tan spray that she's got now. Yeah, it's too she, she's too tan, too too and, tan. And the brown hair doesn't make you it doesn't make it any better. She looks like she's like Mexican or, or like uh Dominican. <laughs> I do hope they get a couple of matches out of this because I think this has a chance to be actually something pretty good. As yeah. long as they live up to the potential of their great matchup that they had back in Impact Wrestling, I mm -hmm. think this is going to be... Alright, and finally! Finally! Oh finally! It is time for the 8-Star Classic. 
We have seen so many great matches during our time uh, doing True Hill Heat. We've been around for three years. But this right here will be the greatest wrestling match ever, 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 ever. As it will be the rated R superstar Edge going one-on-one -on -one with the legend killer, the apex predator, Randy Orton. These two went one-on-one. -on -one. Back at WrestleMania in a last man standing match. The second longest match in WrestleMania history. Randy Orton came back as uh, Edge made his return and said that he can defeat Edge in a regular wrestling matchup. That he know, know that the last man standing match, oh, that's good, but Edge hasn't been in a regular one-on-one -on -one singles matchup in over nine years. And he says that he's better. And it was Charlie Caruso who first said the words, this might be. The greatest wrestling match ever. And ever since then, we've had Kurt Angle, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels all give their opinion on the greatest wrestling match ever. Because you can just keep saying that this match is the greatest wrestling match ever, and the fans will believe that it is the greatest wrestling match ever. So who do you have in the greatest wrestling match ever? Edge versus Randy Orton. Top guy, JJ. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, senores y senores do Brazil and UFC fans watching around the world, live from the sold-out HSBC Arena in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. This is happening at the PC. What? Greatest wrestling match ever happening, yo. The greatest spectacle in the ring that is ever going to take place in the history of my 36 years watching and y'all 30 plus years of watching. The greatest thing that is ever going to grace our eyes is happening this Sunday, baby. How do you not feel it? How do you not understand how hype this is? Get hype. Get hype, Chrissy. Stay hype, Chrissy. You know what I mean? This is the biggest thing that we ever going to get, my sister. We going to get it big. We going to go hard. WWE is taking it all the way home, baby. Um, I guess Randy Orton is winning this. <laughs> wow. I did not expect that ending at all. That was, that was the perfect ending. Cause that's how, this match, that's how this match is gonna be. All hype and then ends on a whimper. Who you got, Miss Chris? Just like just like the first one was. Um I guess Randy for one, so they have a match each because they're gonna go on again. So whatever. I don't care. They're, they're about to have the greatest wrestling trilogy ever, ever. Yeah, ever, ever, ever. ever. Yeah, Randy's winning. Yo, they got some fucking nerve with this title, yo. Like, this what is, is the like, greatest show. Oh, like, like what are they? What are they? Show. What are they doing? When is the Undertaker show coming back? That's what I want to know. I don't give a shit like, about yo, that. Like, 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 let's, let's, I have to come like, on right after like, it. Let's have any of these two participants had one five star match? No. Uh nope. Edge came close with. Uh, but. With uh, si with seven other people. No, with uh, five other people and a bunch of ladders. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of thought that too, and I thought Edge came very close with that with a bunch of other participants as well. But no, Orton, Orton never came. No, no, Orton, no. I was, talking, I was talking about Edge. Yeah, Edge. Nah, that's Edge what I said. I okay, said, okay. I said Edge came close with five other people and a whole bunch of ladders, tables, and chairs. I, Randy Orton has had four and a half star matches, but I'm pretty sure he's never even had a four and three quarters match. Mm, 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 mm. But this one is going to be seven and a quarter. This, this, one is gonna be, be, this is gonna be an easy pay per view. It's gonna it's it's, 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 not, it's nothing to even watch after so even this, last week's show. I'm like it's just, it's just, it should have us back to that night. And this is gonna be better than Michaels. Michaels Angle. This is gonna be better than Undertaker. Michaels. This is gonna be better than Omega and Okada. This is gonna be better than the Omega Jericho series. This is just gonna be better than oh, everything oh, that we oh. have ever seen. This is gonna be the best. Yep. Eight stars. Eight stars. Just a slap of slaps in the face. Hey, it was taped at least, so they have time to edit it and make it into... No, 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 no. You're telling me this fucking match is being recorded? It's already recorded. Oh, my fucking goodness. Only only this match or the whole show has been recorded already? Only this match. Everything else on the show... Everything else on the show is going to be live. You have got to be fucking kidding me. So this is going to be a cinematic match? Uh, no, it was taped in front of the it was taped in front of the performance center crowd. This is this is the epiphany of an embarrassment. Like so 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 they not so they had to rehearse and then refilm and then take shit out and it's not even happening before I that scared where he Feels like he's going to do something where something is going to be wrong, that something bad is going to happen, that they have to record this one well, as well. Well, Edge has already came out and uh, he had an interview with ESPN this week and he admitted that he would have preferred for this match to not be called the greatest wrestling match ever because. Okay, because he feels like that's impossible. That's an impossible standard to put on anybody, let alone someone that hasn't had a matchup in nine years. Well, yeah. So I, I feel bad for Edge, and I don't understand who booked this stupid stupidity. Yeah. Who, who, whoever made this line needs to be fired as soon as the pay per view is over. <laughs> because this, this, so now what are you gonna make next? What is gonna be your next tagline? Like, what, 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 the greatest sequel ever? Like, what, what, what is good? It, it's just, it's too much. Y'all reaching too much, too much reaching, and it. This is the epiphany of reaching. Like, this is too mm-hmm. much. I'm well, sorry. we we shall see. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean sweep it and say, yeah, Randy Orton gets the victory in this one. Okay. So, so we got to close out this edition of True Hill Heat. A uh, couple of plugs for our lineup. Right now, you could check out a brand new Wednesday Night Warriors as Romeo and Chris G determine what was the better show between NXT and AEW. And you can go to our True Heels group page on Facebook. At the top of the page is our poll where you can vote on what was the better show between NXT and AEW. And they will reveal those polls. 
poll results on the next edition of Wednesday Night Warriors. Our latest Dark Side of the Ring Season 1 review for the Montreal Screwjob is up. Our NXT TakeOver In Your House pay-per-view roundtable, as well as my live reactions is up right now. And our top 10 WWF In Your House matches is also up. A new True Rewind, Dark Power, as well as a new All Elite recap and SmackDown with the Lynches will be out this Friday as well as this weekend. And another big thank you to all of our subscribers for reaching 500 last month in the month of May. And because of that, like I said, before I will be going live during WWE Backlash and watch the greatest wrestling match ever live with you. So push that subscribe button and you could definitely be notified when I go live this coming Sunday. Miss Chrissy Love, tell them where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me. I am the sensation Miss Chrissy Love. That is uh, Chrissy Love underscore on IG. I am on Facebook and I am on Twitter. Top Guy JJ. Uh, Instagram, I am Truehill underscore Top Guy JJ. Facebook, I am Justin Johnson. And SP, I appreciate you taking this bullet for us on Sunday. <laughs> hey, it's the greatest show. Oh, I'm going to be singing that on Sunday for you, you people. Really? For you oh, people, yeah. absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram at Truehill underscore Epic SP3. You can follow True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. That's T R U H E E L H E A T. And you can also follow the Pro Wrestling Spotlight on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Battle Club Pro on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, they're up on YouTube. Our related channel section has Battle Club Pro. Our good friend Jimmy Macaram with great TV show reviews. We're reviewing Netflix Ozart right now. So check that out. That's going to be debuting next week. As well as our good friend from the All Elite Recap, Marcus Cash has a new YouTube channel. My battery is dying and he will start posting up videos at the end of June. iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we are True Hill Heat. So... For the princess of all the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. For our resident True Hill alcoholic, Top Guy JJ. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 78 until True Hill Heat 79. We are signing off until next time.